KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Joe Morgenstern, the film critic of The Wall Street Journal. Sometimes the best way to see a movie is knowing nothing about the plot. At other times, a sense of what's to come increases the pleasure of watching the story unfold. Mao's Last Dancer is one of those other times. This flawed but pleasurable film was based on the popular autobiography of the same name. The story starts unfolding in earnest during an early scene in a rural grammar school. The time is 1972, and the place is a commune in an impoverished province of communist China. Government talent scouts have come looking for culture fodder, future stars of Chairman Mao's all-consuming cultural revolution. Just as they're ready to leave without a candidate, the teacher asks, What about that boy? And the camera turns to a child whose beautiful face is frozen with fear. At that point, it's wonderful to know what's to come, that the boy, Li Xuanzing, will grow up to be a ballet dancer of rare accomplishment, that he'll visit the United States, where his defection will become a cause celebre, that he'll dance with the Houston Ballet, and that his artistry will become known throughout the world. Lee is played as an adult by Chi Kao, and this crucial piece of casting explains more than anything else why the movie works as well as it does. Chi was born in China. He's principal dancer with the Birmingham Royal Ballet, and it's a treat to watch him in action. He's also an affecting actor. Explaining this is much harder because he hasn't acted in a movie until now. But the answer must lie in the collaboration between the star and his director, Bruce Beresford, whose gift for working with actors has long been on display in such films as Tender Mercies and Driving Miss Daisy. The screenplay by Jan Sardi is the production's Achilles tendon. It gets awfully strained from time to time. There's a cliché-ridden sequence of Lee being introduced to American life, lots of intrusive flashbacks, a wedding that, for some reason, happens off stage, and then a spasm of domestic discord that leaves you desperately yearning for love. For the most part, though, Mao's Last Dancer parallels its hero's success. As a young recruit to classical ballet, he struggled to make himself physically strong so that, in his words, he could fly. The film has many strengths. The first section summons up a tormented period of Chinese history when art was bent to the breaking point in the service of a ruthless state. An evocation of Maoist choreography with dancers carrying guns is all the more bizarre for being played relatively straight. In a brief but stirring vignette, the young Lee is overwhelmed by the beauty of Barishnikov's dancing on a smuggled videotape. The movie celebrates artistic freedom without preaching a sermon and often flies when she is on screen. When he's on stage, spinning and leaping to the strains of magnificent music, the movie soars. I'm Joe Morgenstern. I'll be back on KCRW next week with more reviews. KCRW sponsors include Make It Universal and Rotten Tomatoes, presenting Scene on the Screen with Jacqueline Coley, a new podcast about the people at NBC Universal and the movies that define them. Available wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.